Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this podcast journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Hello. Wow, that was very dramatic today. It was very like, wow. You were giving it that extra professional polish, I think. It was good. I did. Yeah. Okay. Giving a little extra for the new year. I zhuzhed it up. Yeah, you did. You totally zhuzhed. I gave a little zhuzh, zhuzh. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? All right. So this week, our episode is Deadlock. Deadlock. Um, I know the title. We had a lot of D titles. Dreadnought. Um, I don't know. We, I feel like we had a lot of D titles. I feel like out of all the letters in the all the letters in the alphabet, we had more D titles than any other letter. I'm going to call D the winner. Are you saying that D is sort of like the favorite child when it comes to writers of titles for Voyager? I'm going to I'm going to just off the cuff say yes. I'm going to put that out there to the fans. Let's see if D is actually the winner of the most titles that start with a D. Well, now you've put yeah. We'll see. Well, well, You've put the gonna... homework assignment out there. Now someone's going to do it. You know someone's going to go through and yeah. just tally. I, I want to know which letter wins. Which okay. Winners and losers are part of our, our games we play here. So, uh, yeah. All right. Let's see what letter so, is the winner. Which letter is the preferred beginning letter of all Voyager I'm going to go with episode D. Titles. You're going with D. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with M. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I chose that because maneuvers. I'm trying to think of some McNeil. That's not a title. <laughs> Are you That's, sure? No, not a title. Okay, maneuvers is one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I don't D, know. You're saying that. D. We'll see. Yeah, it, it could be. No, I'm going to give you one more letter. D and what else? Give give one more. Give one more. No, I just I want D. You only I'm want a, D. I'm a hard D on this one. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, because I was going to say M and P. You can have two if you want. That's all right. I'll take two. I'll take okay. two. M and P. M&P. Okay. All right. So, hey, right. let's go watch this episode. Yeah? Let's go watch it. I'm excited. Okay. We're going to watch it. We'll come back and we'll let you guys know what we think. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Whoa. Back. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Uh-huh. That was an action-packed. I really, I have to admit, this may be one of my favorite episodes we've watched. We've watched so far. I'm gonna. Yeah, I told you. Hands down, it's a it's a really great episode of sci-fi. It's emotionally moving. Um, Yeah, I thought it was really really good all around. The biggest yeah kind of stuff we've done on the ship ever so far. With us, yeah, collapsing and fire blowing and. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool. It was really exciting. It was fun. Yeah. And you remember from, uh, at the end of last episode, I said, and next week we'll be reviewing one of my favorite episodes, Deadlock. That's you right. Went, oh. oh, really? I know. Really? Deadlock. Yeah. Okay. And now you know why. There you yeah. go. All right. So, um, I'm going to start by saying that it, in our, you know, as we do with everything, we always do our little synopsis in the beginning. Yes. And uh, when I was talking to Megan about, okay, I've got to do my haiku. She, 
she came up with one for me. I have my own one, but then she has one too. Okay. And, okay. And I must, yes, I must preface it by saying that it plays on the fact that there's that joke about how you talk about the pad, P A D D. Pad, 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 exactly. So, all right. It's the, and by the way, I think that is the stupidest joke of any of our casts that I ever made. Because, yeah, because there's two D's at the end of personal something to d- display device or something yeah yeah you it's, gave it an extra two yeah i used to always i would always with this totally straight face go oh yeah hand me the pad and people just found it charming and funny and it became a thing that i always did but it's not funny it's the stupidest dad joke the pad anyway but it's okay it's important for the for megan's uh yes uh you know megan's haiku that she wrote for me okay and it goes like this yes okay ready (laughs) ready here we go remember haiku five syllables seven syllables five syllables so i died and no (laughs) hold on and no one cared wow i know wow Oh, that's a wow, good haiku. Right. It is. That's a really good. Yeah, and that that like outdoes my pad. To, to, like, wow, that totally beats and pad. It, to, to, to. Well, the initial the initial one was I died to, 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 and no one cared. To, 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 and then she said cries, and I said, well, what about let's find something other than cries, like crying or cried, and then she said, how about sob? <laughs> we just got it's very funny. yeah because you're sobbing so it yeah. works well okay no here's the real one here's the real okay one. <clears throat> where's your haiku let me prepare okay i'm ready i'm ready ship splits into two okay. the deans attack one ship harry saves baby wow yeah nice short and sweet all right I love the haiku. I love the haiku. I'm actually starting to write some haikus as a daily fun practice. I journal every day. Yeah. Pretty much every day. So I've added a a little haiku, not about Star Trek. I'm just starting to do my own haikus. And it's it's really fun. Actually, I'm going to digress into haikus for a minute. Um, R.E.M., the band, and Michael Stipe, the lead singer, uh, is one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite singers in the world. And back in 97, I think, I found out that Michael Stipe and six of his friends, Tom Gilroy, a playwright and filmmaker, and a number of other people, they made a pact to write each other haikus every day for a year. And so they all seven of these friends did that for a year. They wrote each other haikus, and they ended up at the end of the year with this collection of amazing haikus that sort of captured where they were in the world at that moment in time. And they ended up publishing a book 10 years later with all these haikus Mm. that I just got a copy of for Christmas. Rebecca got me a copy and I am just loving it. I love reading it and and that whole story that they, that they uh, did the haikus. So yes, this, uh, this Voyager haiku um, synopsis has sort of, you know, catapulted me into the world of haiku lately. So thank you for that. It's been a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, yeah well haiku haiku is really i mean the traditional format is five syllable seven syllable five syllable but when you actually posted an instagram post from the book that you the rem haiku book um haiku can also take other forms where it doesn't have to 
adhere to 575. It could be 335. It could be 344. So really, it's just simplifying the message, yes. right? Just boiling it down to the essence. And since you are now doing that in your journal, maybe we're going to start a trend to the point where this is how we actually communicate with each other. We'll just start speaking in haiku to each other on regular basis. It would be, I would love that. Some simplicity yeah. and poetry in life would be great. Yeah. Um, right. Okay, here's my limerick. Here's my limerick synopsis, the uh, the classic Irish limerick synopsis for um, for Voyagers. Uh, uh, this episode here here we go. And by the way, yes, Rebecca did help me with this. I would say, <laughs> what least, percentage? Yeah, I'm gonna. I was about to say fifty fifty, but no, this is like no eighty twenty in her favor. Eighty twenty, uh, Rebecca. Yeah, oh my on this God. one. Yes. All right. Well, Robbie, go ahead and drop yeah. it like it's hot. Let's hear it. <laughs> Here we go. Plasma split the Voyager in two. Far away into space, Harry flew. One baby survived. Self-destruct, both Janeways surmised. Not a second to spare. Harry lives anew. Wow. I want you to give Rebecca two pats on the back for two that. Pats. Since, yes. like two, two pats. Yes. Two pats. Up. That's a two pats Ooh, limerick. Plasma wow. split, split the Voyager in two. Whew. That's yeah. great. I really like that one. Yeah. That's really, really good. Hmm. Yeah. You All get right. to do limericks in season three. I know. I know. Right. I, I'm, right. I'm really, uh, <laughs> I'm really regretting. I'm regretting even bringing this up. I did it as a buddy thing. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna help you out. I know you're stressed about yeah. it, but um, I don't know. Maybe I might defer. Maybe I will actually have to, as I'm coming up with the limerick, I may also have to message Rebecca for help. So. You may. <laughs> Megan, Rebecca, anybody, anybody. Call Michael anybody, Stipe from REM. Yeah. I don't know. Whoever you want. It, it, it's a team effort, the limerick. It's, it's a complicated little, little thing. Um, it truly all right. is. Okay, let's just start out by writer and director. Right, written by Brandon Braga, directed by Mr. David Livingston. Very well and directed by David Livingston. I have to say, um, this episode was really well directed, particularly with the, you know, two character, the two Kesses, the two Janeways, the yeah, you know, the two casts, entirely yeah. different ships, like. It took a lot of planning and a lot of very detailed thought. This, David, this could have been a disaster. This could have oh been a disaster. God. It could have yeah. been muddy and it could have been confusing, but the pacing on it was amazing. It truly yeah. was. It just kept you on the edge of the seat the entire time. You're like, yep. what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So, yep. um, I agree. good job to uh, David Livingston and good David job Livingston to and Brandon Braga. Brandon Braga. Uh, a great, yeah, mm -hmm. great, great episode. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So we start in, uh, we're on the bridge. Actually, is that the very first scene, the bridge? Hmm. Uh, no, we're in the mess hall. The very first scene, Sorry. we're in the mess, mess hall. hall. And, you know, um, uh, Wildman is in there and Neelix says, hey, one of my burners has gone out. There's been some sort of power problem. Could you help take a look at this? And so they're kind of chatting and then she goes into labor in, yeah. in the mess hall. And and then we see her beginning her labor and there's the doctor. We're in the... In the yeah. in, uh, in um, the sick bay, and then we go to the bridge, and I love how Paris seems very upset. <laughs> he's like <laughs> very agitated, <laughs> and then he's like, "You know, it's been over seven hours. Uh, how long does it take to have a baby?" He seems very 
very invested. And then we realized the whole crew is invested yes. in Wildman's baby because this is the first baby born on the ship. And so yes. that was a fun moment uh, yes. for all of us up on the, on the bridge that uh, everybody's really invested in this. It was. And just to go back to the mess hall, you did miss the little bit about them saying that Harry was supposed to come and help out with that diagnostic or whatever, mm -hmm. but he wasn't, you know, but he was late. This was hours ago and he hasn't come down yet. So this is, you know, maybe mm -hmm. some reference to Harry Kim being so overworked that he doesn't have time to do everything. He's got maybe. to relax. He <laughs> Harry has got to relax. Okay. So back on the bridge, um, Paris, yeah. Paris's hair looks extra swirly today. It did, yeah, it did. I agree with did you. That? It looks sort of poofed yeah. up, some hairspray then, going on. Yeah. Well, yeah. hair, as we know on Voyager, hair uh, tells a lot of the story for us. Like yeah. I made a note later on as the, as the ship starts having all of its, uh, its problems, we know things mm. are serious because Janeway, the bun is starting to fall apart and her hair is yeah. getting a little wild. And that's how you know that things are getting bad. If yeah. Jane, Janeway's hair is askew. So uh, yeah, yeah, hair is a hair, swirly hair tells a story. Yes, it does. This could have been, instead of Star Trek Voyager, this could have been Star Trek Harriger, you know, or just yes. hair, Star Trek hair, Star colon hair. hair. Yes, mm -hmm. Star Trek colon hair. Hair, colon coif. How, how we can put a little Frenchness into it. Okay. Colon coif. Quaff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Lots of hair. I <laughs> okay. I did like that Chicote says, you know, as my father used to always say, home is wherever you happen to be. I was waiting for like Chicote. Oh. You know when Chicote always has these moments of like, well, my people have a saying. Yes. And then he comes out with, you know, a Kuchimoya or some, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. something deep and wise. And he's like, my father used to always say. Yeah. Home is wherever you happen to be. I was like, what? That's it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Home is wherever you happen to be. Was... Shall we begin to refer to those as Chakoteisms? Yes, I think so. I love Chakoteism. Yeah, he's always quoting people. There's somebody, people of my people, my yeah. people have a saying. That's my father a good always said he's a quoter. That's a he's big a good part quoter. of his thing. Now, uh -huh. Paris, it's you. It's your decision. It's your yes. suggestion that we must enter a large plasma drift in order yes. to block Voyager from the sensors of the Vidians. I wrote Smarty. Say, Paris is you're, a smarty. You came or up Or maybe not. <laughs> maybe he's not a Smarty. <laughs> maybe, maybe not if we didn't so smart. go in that plasma drift. <laughs> we wouldn't be in the situation to begin yeah, with. Yeah, right? sorry. Maybe. Sorry. Oh. So basically, uh, Paris killed Harry. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I get I where you're going with it. I'm feeling yeah. that a little bit. But you not only killed him, but then you really, it, it resulted him in him being saved as well, right? Yes. In the long yes. run. True. Because, and now here's, here's my question to you. Which Voyager was the original Voyager? Because they don't, I don't think they make any mention to it. You don't really know which one is. Am I right? Or am I totally off the bat? I think they're off, both off. real. It's funny because Rebecca and I got into this well, conversation because part of my limerick was going to be which Voyager is true. But she was like, they're both true. They're both the real Voyager. There's not one that's real and one that's not. They are both split into two. They're just slightly out of phase, but they're, it was doubled. There is not, there's mm -hmm. not a real and, an, and a copy. 
there okay. are two reels. I felt that I felt that the you know the field that they went through. Uh, what do they call that? A divergence field? I can't remember exactly what they said, but the field yeah. that they went through that through caused Voyager to duplicate itself. That's what I felt. Like you're saying that it just split immediately that there is no original and then a duplicate. It's just two originals now. Is that's what, what you're I, saying. That's what I, okay. th- I think. Yeah. I think that right. I think as an audience member and as a crew member on one or the other, you would have to ask the question, well, am I the real thing or am I the copy? But I think from a distance, you look at it and, and there's no, there's not one that is more real than the other. In a weird way, I would almost say that if you had to pick one, because they were both, the reason they were, that one was collapsing and the other wasn't is because they were both trying to draw energy off of the same engine, basically, right? They were, mm-hmm. the yeah. antimatter did not spread did not duplicate. Right. Only the matter duplicated. Matter duplicated mm-hmm. the antimatter. Yeah. So the 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 engine itself, the energy within the engine uh, didn't duplicate. So I mean, if you had to say one is true and one is a copy or one is real, one's a copy, the one that had the engine that was working would seem since it was working before to be the right one. And, okay. And the copy, the copy is the one that can't pull the antimatter because the antimatter the one that's, didn't. Yeah, the so, one that's breaking down, the one that was in that, disarray. The if one you that, had right, to that's, say that's one is copy. a copy, yes, yes. you would okay. have to say that that's the copy. Right, so if you're looking at, at it that way, then Kim and Baby oh, Wildman are, are the, the only, only two real ones left. Everyone yeah. else is a copy. Then. If you, okay, yeah. 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 I, I would say that it, if you had to pick if you're forced to to take that position, then yeah, mm-hmm. then I think that's true. Harry and okay. Baby Wildman are the are the only two originals. Everyone else was yeah. the duplicate. Yeah, I think they were both real. I think they were both okay. Yeah, I've struggled with this for many years because at the various conventions I've attended worldwide, I've often have I've often uh, experienced um, interactions with fans worldwide that say the same thing. How's it feel being the duplicate? How's it feel being the copy? Like they keep saying that I, you know. But you're not, make- you, I don't think you're the, co- I don't think Harry is the copy. I think he's he's just as original as the other. As the other one. As okay. the other crew. But if right. you had to make an argument, I actually think he's the original. Everybody yeah. else is the copy. Yeah, well. That, because of the antimatter. If you, if you just exactly. take, who got the yeah. antimatter? The who antimatter had the antimatter? Didn't duplicate. Right. So. That's true. That's true. So I, um, yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, I've been the brunt of many jokes. People say, well, that's the reason why you were never promoted because you were the duplicate. You're not the real one. You're the real one gets promoted and he's dead, you know? So that's, but now I guess we've come to the decision or the understanding that the Delta flyers position is if we have to pick duplicates or originals, Harry's the only original. Harry's the the only original with the baby. That's the Delta flyers official position. As an organization, I will, <laughs> I will state that unequivocally. Um, by the way, will you release that in a memo to I the will rest press of the Delta Flyers from team, please? the Delta Yes, the whole team will be getting the memo. Emails <laughs> okay. will be sent. Copies. Thank legal, you. Legal briefs. All of it. Yeah. CC but there, it. There was another thing they say. Ah, Vidian ships on the sensors. Before we go into the plasma drift, 
Hmm. They said something like over 20 of them, over 20 ships. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where were the 20 ships later on? There was just one big yeah. giant ship. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I well, don't know. That, I that think, bugged me. Okay, like, when but, I saw the Vidians, I'm like, where's the army of all those ships we talked about? Yes, but one thing that you didn't uh, incorporate into your argument yes. here is that they also in sensors detected um, planets that yes. were basically occupied or yeah they were vidian planets in yes. the vidian uh you know system so therefore those ships just could have been ships just kind of cruising around you see what i'm saying yeah, like they weren't yeah. like in they weren't in the middle of space on a mission right right so yeah. they could have just oh there's 20 ships okay. in this direction and okay. that's where i, I yeah that's how all i right. validate all right all right all right so don't be, don't be, uh, don't, you know, don't lose any sleep over there, please. I'm not going to let it bug me. I'm not going to let it bug me. All right, good. Um, good. All right, so Wildman's in labor. The baby shifts <laughs> around and the exocranial ridges lodge into the uterine wall. Ouch. Dude, I almost turned the Ouch. thing off at that point. I was <laughs> like, I can't stop talking about the exocranial ridges in the uterus. It sounds like painful. And, and then they go, oh, let's do a fetal transport. And I'm like, actually, Rebecca was like, wait a minute, what? Why didn't they just do a fetal transport from the beginning begin with, and yeah. save her all of that pain? Even if the exocranial <laughs> ridges don't get lodged, why wouldn't you just automatically do the fetal transport? Like, do it in the first place. Anyway. Well, yeah, but then again, I think Samantha Wildman knew what she signed up for. The minute you start a relationship with a Katarian, you're going to, and you have, have off, you know, you're going to have an exocranial ridge that's going to dig into your, yeah, exactly. So th these are issues. I don't want to think about it. I don't that she already it. knew I about. Even, I don't even have a uterus. I don't have a uterus. I'm not even sure. But if you were to have one, I think is. you are. Yeah, but if you had one, you'd be shuddering right now. I, I would. Think I am shuddering, and I don't even know what pocket. it is. But I know it's, yeah. a, it's a lady parts, and things get... Mm -hmm. Ridges getting jammed in there? No, thank you. Yeah. Whew. By the way, I hate it when they, so the baby comes out or they do the fetal transport or whatever. And then we see a baby with the the makeup on, the prosthetics. And I hate yeah. when we did that because we actually did that. Like we put prosthetics on, you know, six week old babies or four week, whatever. We got very, very young babies. And I don't know. I always felt bad. I just, I would get so uncomfortable. We'd put, whenever we had baby things and they'd put the the prosthetics, uh, prosthetics on, on. Yeah. and then a lot of times they would add like this this mixture of like cottage cheese and and um pudding or something to be like mm -hmm. birth fluids and and i just felt so bad for these poor little babies they didn't know yeah. they didn't sign up for this they didn't want to be actors. No. they're like four weeks no. old do you think that actually scars these infants for lives? Of course, for it their does. life. Of course, it does. In a way, and they're going to hate yeah. Star Trek for the rest of their lives because of it. Or at least, you know, when they're adult, if someone, you know, they get into a relationship and their significant other says, "I've got cottage cheese, I want to put on your body," they're going to like, ah, that'll be a big trigger. See what I'm yeah. saying? So maybe that's where you know, they're scarred. If someone wanted to put cottage cheese on my body. I wouldn't mm. like it. And I wasn't even in a sci-fi show <laughs> as a, as an infant. I just wouldn't like it. So, um, so we're back on the bridge and yeah. I, I love, I forget what happened, but I wrote this note down. Paris goes, what the hell? 
and I, I love when Paris gets to curse. What the hell? Oh, we never, man. we never get to curse on the show. Yeah. And I just, what were you saying yeah. that to? I Why don't you remember. I think I can't huh. remember. Oh, well, my next note is back in the sick bay and the doctor is treating Neelix. The lighting makes his uniform look like it's deep forest green. Is oh. my note. Instead of that teal, it looks like a really dark forest green. I don't know. Yes, I, uh, I did notice that something about Neelix looked a little different. I, I, I have to say, when we were in sickbay and the mm. first injured crewmen start coming in, everything seemed fine. And then, you know, basically fine. There was nobody. And then all of a sudden the door opens and like 25 crewmen come in with like carrying their friends. And, and the first thing I thought was, wow, all the injured people seem to walk very closely together because they're all just gathered outside of the door waiting for the first injured guy to go in. They all like, and then they came through and then there were no more injured people. It's like, wait, <laughs> do they just huddle up and like walk down the hall, you know, as a group? Like we're all the were injured they, people. Come on, let's. They were standing there and right outside of sick bay, it says sick bay hours. And it said the times and uh, it wasn't they were, that they time were lined for opening up. yet. And they're they were lined up. They were all in a queue and they were like, oh my God. Oh, it's time. It's open now. Let's go. And they all. That's what it just, seemed like. It seemed like the yeah, store just, just opened. <laughs> it was kind of. Yeah, I thought, wow, and and I and I normally yeah. think of this, but I was like, eh, maybe they should have staggered these guys out a bit. Like the yeah. first one comes in, and the, maybe the door stays open, and then a couple more come in, and then while they're talking, more people. But it was it was more like twenty five people just kind of like minions. Boop, boop, yeah, boop, boop, they all came in anyway. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like they were at a concert and they yeah. gang rushed the front, uh, you know, yeah. the front standing room only area. Yeah. So lots of it, wounded it was, and they they yeah. like to walk together in groups. It's safe. <laughs> safe <for that> way. <laughs> Instead of the walking dead, the walking wounded is yeah. what it was. Right. So. All right. OK. The Good way, observation. They also, they also say damage on deck 15, section 29 alpha. Mm -hmm. Structural integrity is failing. Yeah. Do they do the writers track these decks like the logic? Because I feel like we talk about deck 15 a lot in this series, like not just this episode. That's a good I question. Like, I feel like we've talked about like whenever, often when there's problems, deck 15 has really bad luck. It comes up a lot. <laughs> I put this out to the fans, another homework assignment. Please let me know how many times there's trouble on deck 15. Because I feel like it's almost always. Like if after I... a while, I'd be like, I'm not going to deck 15 <laughs> because nothing good happens on deck 15, particularly section oh 29 God. alpha. I don't know. I cannot wait. Yeah. I can't wait till we have a writer on the show. They're just going to think that it's the Spanish inquisition. All we're going to do is sit there, ask them questions. And what about deck tracking? Do you guys track the decks? Because 15 <laughs> seems like the most dangerous of all decks. And we're just going to sit here and just ask them a billion questions yeah. because these are only questions that they can answer. So we, we should probably make a note of that. What is up with the decks? Um, um, where are you in your notes? Are you, are you, are you yet to my death scene yet? No. No, not quite Close. yet. I, I mean, okay. Wildman's baby is dying. I'm there, and I just couldn't believe mm. that that was happening, and I couldn't believe yeah. that it that the baby died. Like that to me, I was like, because I didn't remember this episode. So when the baby died, I mm. didn't remember. Oh wow! That another baby was. I didn't remember. I was. I was uh, really caught up in this episode mm -hmm. in every way. The story had me. The the direction had me. I remember. Mm -hmm. I, I I think I skipped something, but in this in engineering, at one point. 
Torres is confused as to what's happening and the camera went around her in a 360. Mm. And we didn't do that often on our, our, no. our Star Trek. We didn't do 360s because for the audience, a 360 is when the camera goes 360 degrees around in a circle around an actor or around some, some staging. Um, we, we didn't do it often on Star Trek. It's not done often on a lot of shows because it's hard to do. You've got to clear mm -hmm. out all of your equipment in every direction you see in every direction. You have to light every direction. So um, it becomes a, a big job to do a shot like that. And I was really impressed that uh, it, it, it communicated Torres's confusion and chaos in engineering in that, that earlier scene in a beautiful way. Yeah. Just in <clears throat> one of many examples of uh, David Livingston doing some really special and really smart directing and staging, so. Yeah, uh, because that 360 had purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there are times that I'll watch a film or a TV project yeah. and the director will throw a 360 in there and I'll sit there and think, huh, they only did it because in film school, they thought this was the coolest thing to do and they yeah. threw it into their product and it has no reason to be there. And it doesn't yeah. further the story. It doesn't really yeah. help the viewer understand anything. And, and I just, I look at that and I, I scoff at it. I'm like, amateur, but, you know? This one, one meant something. Torres, it meant something. It really, it did. It communicated the dramatic, you know, uh, emotional life of of Torres in that moment. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. captured what she was feeling, which is everything mm. spinning out of control. So exactly, I thought it was great. Now we're up to Harry's death scene. Yeah, we're here. So we're here, climbing into uh, one thing I did notice too is uh, those Jeffrey's tubes. You know, the ones that go up and down. So you were in some hallways which we had mm. sets we had sets that went around to sort of an opening where there were ladders going up and down but it really didn't go down because we were on the stage floor there was nowhere to go down so you could only go up from our hallway set and then there was another jeffrey's tube junction up above where you could go different directions in theory but it was basically just a small little tree house up above and what i loved mm. in the way that they shot it was you're going down a hall and then you got to that junction and you climbed down. Well, you had actually down. gone down from that elevated set. So it was another mm -hmm. smart, you know, Livingston putting together a puzzle that felt three-dimensional and made the ship feel very authentic in a way that really when, when we're there filming and you know that these sets are much smaller and much more limited mm -hmm. than, mm -hmm. uh, than it felt. I, th I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Taurus says, we've got to leave. And Harry is trying so hard to save everybody. And he goes, just one more minute. Just wait one second. So he sacrifices himself. He, he, he wants to save the ship. And he sacrifices himself. And there's a hull breach. And he's sucked into space. And I was like, what the? <laughs> what? What the what? I was kind of like, what the what? But it wasn't really what the what. It was something else. But it was a lot of what. You're sucked into No, what did you oh, say? What did you really say? I really was like, oh, my God. I didn't remember that. And by the way, the effect looked really good. Did they put you on wires or something? Or how they do it? Yeah. 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 I had wires. So um, so basically, they, um, they you have these two. Um, they're very thin wires, basically, right? And they kind of attach to. There's like a har there's a, a belt, a harness, or whatever that is underneath 
-hmm. my Starfleet uniform. And then they cut a little hole on each side for the, the actual, um, like the hip, I guess it's sort of like a metal. Yeah. It's like a metal, um, little loop thing on each side that you attach each thin metal wire to, um, and that suspends you basically. So, um, yeah. So then, uh, and so, so just so people know, we had many, many Starfleet uniforms. It wasn't like, um, Robbie had one and that's all. I mean, we had, ones that they could cut into like the one they use for this this particular stunt if you want to call it a stunt yeah they have one they have certain uniforms that have been um torn because of maybe a battle scene or whatever being shot by a phaser or whatever so mm-hmm. um or uh, uh so this particular scene yes i had wires when i got sucked into space yeah it looked um, great i thought the effect looked really good it was very well done yeah we shot it multiple times like there was one where we shot it where I did a bunch of flips backwards, you oh, know, really? and they were like, yeah, they didn't like that one. They were like, we want to, eh, we don't like him flipping multiple times. So we wanted more, just more stationary and just being I liked, yeah, and you kind of got sucked away. I was like, ah. a little sideways and yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. It was, it was sadder. Yeah. It, was, it was, it felt more it was, real. It was sad. And now I'm going to say one great thing about doing this rewatch is that for many years at convention appearances, on stage, I've been telling different stories. And I talk about this death scene a lot. And I never, I don't remember things as clear as I thought I did, because I always talk about right after this happened, that Belana hits her comm badge. And she says, you know, she goes, uh, you know, Belana to Janeway. And Janeway says, go ahead. And then Belana says, and this is what I say at the conventions, Harry's dead. And then cut back to Janeway and Janeway goes, hmm. What about decade? Like that, and that's what I say at conventions. Like she goes literally from hearing the news of my death to ask about is there damage on deck eight. But in reality, if you watch this episode, right. she says, she, Belana goes, Ensign Kim is dead and Kess has disappeared. Yeah. And then Janeway goes, disappeared. Like she didn't give a crap about that, that <laughs> fact that I died. I, and I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, you're right. So, I didn't think yeah, about so, that. So this is kind of for me, Yes, it's the second time that Harry Kim dies. Harry dies in uh, in Emanations in season one in order to get back to, to Voyager. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, he dies. But I also call it the my my Rodney Dangerfield episode, my no respect episode. Because come on, I mean, if you if literally after Milana says to Janeway that Harry Kim is dead, dead, there has to be a little bit more reaction on her instead of she literally just she had a, she gave a look. And then she heard that Kess disappeared and she's like, disappeared? Where? Disappeared? I mean, all she cared about was the disappearance of Kess and it wasn't anything about, and then, and then let's flash forward right. to the bridge when Tuvok is sitting there and he's giving the whole 411 on what's going on. He's yeah. like, the decks are doing this. We have this many casualties and this yeah. and this and that this happened. Crazy list. And then he says, he goes, I must also regretfully report. And he pauses and I'm waiting for him to say, something about me and he goes no that ensign wildman's baby did not survive and i'm like what you didn't even list him in that damage report you (laughs) bastard how dare you but he she already knew that that was old news that happened that that was old news no he was doing a recap so the recap must include my death as well but he didn't do that it was a recap you're right it was right yeah did he mention Kess disappearing 
in his league? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't I have think to, so. I have to go back. Maybe not. Uh, Maybe I don't not. think so. I don't know. Oh, if it was you're, a making, recap. you're making me feel a little bit better about it then. I, I, I don't think it was a total just, recap. It was like new uh, stuff that she, she wasn't aware of. Yeah, so that's why it wasn't in there. I, I just felt like the, you know, the other instant Kim at the end should have came on the ship and slapped both Tuvok and Janeway <laughs> like that. That's for not caring about me. So anyway, that's, <laughs> but I now know that she said, Ensign Kim is dead and Kess has disappeared. has disappeared instead of Harry's dead. And I thought she said, Harry's dead. She never says that. She says, Ensign Kim is dead and Kess disappeared. So yeah, I can now correct my story. Okay. And this is good that we're doing this. It's very, very good. Um, very good. Yeah, so I, this is where I had a note on the bridge. You know, things must mm -hmm. be bad because Jane, Janeway's hair is a mess. <laughs> wanted to <laughs> remind everybody of that. Uh, Thank you. Also, um, Paris seems particularly concerned about Janeway here. I felt a little bit of like, oh, Paris is trying to show a little sensitivity for Janeway's situation. He was very... Really? Yeah, I felt like... In what showing, way? Just showing some feelings for her. You know, I think if you, things had gone differently, maybe Jane Wayne Paris uh, could have, you know, connected. I mean, he really he seemed to have uh, a connection to her in that scene. He was concerned. Older lady, younger man, yeah. relationship. Yeah. Oh. I just felt okay. it. It was a little bit of, he was, he was really worried about her, not just professionally, but like personally. You could tell. I forget the lines, but I remember uh, that, making that note. Uh, um, yeah. Tuvok, this is where Tuvok lists all the damage somewhere after this and it's so bad and the and then when the bridge starts to collapse yeah and the strut falls and there's fire in front of the camera oh I yeah i made a note i'm like this is the biggest like destruction we have ever seen on the ship at this point up until this point yes up until this point we had never never I, and i was trying to remember i do remember the rig oh no wait have. robbie no in yeah. the pilot the pilot when we get thrown into delta quadrant there's there's destruction there too but not right. like that we didn't see giant set pieces falling down we didn't see no? fire that i recall i don't think oh. so okay. i think this feels the okay. most dramatic kind of destruction on the ship that i've ever seen the lights are going crazy and the fire yeah. and flames and there's smoke everywhere i thought it was cool i thought it was really well yeah. done yeah um as they evacuate because things are falling apart they're heading to engineering um mm -hmm. janeway sees a she looks back she sees a ghost crew on the bridge and they're just the ghost crew is kind of walking around calmly and like nothing's going on like nothing and then she heads to the turbo lift and then we jump to the the other ship let's call it voyager 2 for lack of a better term we jump over to Voyager 2 and a very, a perfectly fine bridge, calm bridge. Janeway looks back and she sees the ghost of herself walking. How? I don't understand how they saw each other in that moment. Is it explained or, or is it, was it just a, like, nobody said, oh, there was a flux variance in the thing for one moment and that allowed us to see each other. I don't recall that. It was just like, no. oh, she just happens to at this moment see the other bridge crew like why didn't that continue to happen i guess is my point why couldn't yeah see each other more than just this one moment that sort of and why is it only janeway that sees that maybe she's psychic yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know i i feel like that was a little hole for me that could have been okay. answered or used a little okay. more although i love this episode so i, I don't want to yeah. poke any holes in it yeah but I did find that that moment I was like, oh, now we're going to start to be able to kind of cross over and see each other. And, and that never really happened. It didn't really okay. go anywhere. 
can we say that the 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 ship that's unharmed is uh, Voyager One? Because if you're sure. saying in Voyager Two, you're going against the stance that you made that the Delta okay. Flyer yes. is going to. Let's use go Voyager One. Voyager One yes. is the Voyager One is the is now the new ship. ship that's not that, in yes. yeah the one that we're now starting to follow. Okay, the pristine ship. Voyager One, yes. uh -huh. the original ship. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Thank you. Voyager One. Um, okay. All right. And on Voyager One, we see that Wildman's baby is fine. We learn mm -hmm. that Cass, when she disappeared off of Voyager Two, walked through that force field-looking thing. Um, yeah. See, I don't remember. I don't remember Kess being in the same Kess One and Kess Two being in the same room. I don't remember that. that I remembered now I was like, when we got to this. When we you got remember to that this, scene? I, yes, and I remember it because I was shadowing David Livingston on this episode <laughs> because it was such a tricky episode. And I was particularly interested in how they were going to shoot like the, the two Kesses in one room, two Janeways right. in one room. Right. And I remember there is a shot where Kess and the doctor, it's a two shot, Kess and the doctor, Kess is on the, on the bio bed, on the bed, and the doctor's talking to her. And then the doctor walks over to talk to uh, Janeway, I think. Mm -hmm. And then he continues to walk forward and we pan over and there's another Kess. The way yeah. that they did this was Jennifer Lean was on the bed with a doctor. And then mm -hmm. as the doctor moved over, we panned over to Janeway. Jennifer Lean ran around behind the camera to her new position. So when the doctor moved again, there was Jennifer Lean. So she literally, it seemed like there were two Kesses in the room. There was one Jennifer Lean. She ran behind the camera while it was panned off of her. And then it panned back onto her and it did it again, going back the other way. And I had Whoa. never seen a shot like that. And I was very impressed with it. And, uh, you know, that kind of technical stuff, especially when I was shadowing, was really mind-blowing to me. And it was very clever of, of David Livingston to do. Was there no wide shot showing both Kesses together on screen at the same time then? In that I scene, there... well, in, in that mm. scene, Kess, was, Kess and the doctor were over with Lieutenant Wildman. And yeah. you saw some coverage and then it pulled back as the doctor was talking. And that was a double of Kess standing. Right. So now you, you know, you had seen her face, Jennifer Lee's yeah. face, but when yeah. we came behind her and started pulling back as the doctor continued talking mm -hmm. and then we panned over to the bed where mm -hmm. Jennifer lean was now in that shot. So it was a trick again, a trick, the photo yeah. doubles back, pulling back to find Jennifer lean in the foreground. Um, gotcha. Yeah, all of that stuff was very hmm. clever and very, very elegantly done. I thought David Livingston blocked this episode, staged it with the actors in a great way. There was a lot of movement, a lot of energy. There wasn't a lot yep. of just standing around, um, which yeah. is the easy way to do things. And he didn't do it the easy way, for sure. Right. Um, I also think it's yeah. great that, um, you know, I just mentioned earlier before we started talking about this, how I don't recall the scene of the two guesses together at all. Mm -hmm. And this is this falls in line with this our podcast. Every time I don't remember something is a time that you've been shadowing. And you're like, I remember it. So yeah. it's like, ah, oh, yay. So you're there to pick up the slack on that. So I thank mm -hmm. you for that. For yes, remembering that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, I, I usually when I shadowed, I wouldn't necessarily shadow the directors every single scene every single day but uh right you remember being there for some of this and i and i remember wanting to be there for some of that trickier stuff with the the two you know two uh, the the double character scenes where i wanted to see how they were going to shoot 
that stuff. Hey, I, were you there for the do, the two Janeways uh, when they were talking back and forth to it, when they were face to face in uh, engineering? Were you there yes. that day? Yes. Okay. I, I don't remember it as well as the as the Jennifer Lean running behind behind running the camera behind. trick. That was a great trick that um, that I've 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 remembered when I've directed scenes like that uh, on other shows. I've remembered that trick of kind of moving. Mm-hmm moving actors uh you know behind yeah. the camera as yeah. you choreograph and block the scene i right. do remember the scene in engineering with um janeway they had a great photo double that she looked in that wide shot i think it was the photo double and kate and they just looped in kate speaking but she was a very good photo double almost oh good um i don't remember who it was um but she was really good and then mm. in the close-up scene i do remember they shot one side of that uh, on the set and and another part of that on a green screen. Um, oh, okay, that makes to, sense. To put them together. Yeah. I thought that was less effective for me because they looked a little too close. I think I made a note of it later on. Yeah. It, it looked oddly. Those those shots are always hard to do to make. Yeah. To make the actor's eyes focused in the right place. The, the eye line was a little bit off, definitely, yeah. and they were a little bit too close. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, Harry saves the day again. I just got to say, we could rig a portable phase discriminator. It might protect you from the spatial transition, he says later on. So again, he's saving the day in this episode. He sacrificed himself. Um, yeah, it's a good episode for portable you. Portable phase yeah. discriminator. I like that. Yeah. It was good. Uh, I also liked when the doctor said to Kess, you know, trying to reassure her in sickbay, he goes, don't worry, Kess. I'm sure your ship is equipped with an emergency medical hologram too. You'll be okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, you're funny. So cocky. God, they give him such great lines. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, and that, and and right around here is where where they all realize that there are two Voyagers and two crews, and um, and yeah, and they they decide the answer is to merge the two ships, mm-hmm. which I thought was crazy. Um, like, yeah, that just seems crazy. How are you going to? And it is too. It is crazy because it it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. It didn't work. They tried. It ended up pulling it further apart. Is what it was. Yep. Further out of phase now. Yeah. But you got to try. Got to. So Janeway one, let's call her, the Mm -hmm. the okay ship Janeway decides she's going to come over to to Voyager two. Yep. The destroy the the breaking apart Voyager. So Janeway's going to cross over. And I love when she walks into engineering and you see her and then it whip pans over to a close-up of the other Janeway. Again, a, uh, a simple technique, but David Livingston did a great job at shooting these scenes where you had two of the same character in one scene. That whip pan entrance was very energetic and shocking and, and fun and felt very, you know, exactly the right shot to tell the story at that moment. Agreed. Yeah, that was good. And we talked about when uh, they walk up to the balcony and they have a little conversation up there. And Janeway one says, I understand Janeway two, that you want to destroy this thing. Just give me 15 minutes. Give me 15 minutes to to try to think of another thing. And I thought Mm -hmm. as she's saying that, I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. She's going to go destroy. Janeway one's going to destroy her ship because she knows the other Janeway is willing to do it. So I thought she's tricking her or something. Which turned out not to be how the story right. went because the Vidians right. show up and geez, oh geez, the Vidians take over fast. 
Yeah, I was a little disappointed about that. I mean, I mean, the first person to to get shot is Tuvok, our head of security. <laughs> it's yeah. Sort of like shouldn't shouldn't he been the last guy to be taken down? You know, I mean, he should have been the most um, able to withstand uh, an alien attack. Yeah. I mean, right, but no, he gets yeah. shot, and then we see you. You, I remember how you talked about when we did our deep dive episode, you talked about running. You're like, what? I just don't get running. And then in this scene, and then you, you have see to run. why I and don't get see, running. Yeah, you weren't really into running that, that much like in that scene. <laughs> well, part of it is, you know, they're pushing a dolly, just so everybody in the audience knows. Um, the, the hallways were carpeted, so they pushed a regular dolly, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty heavy. It's a heavy thing, and it can't go that fast. Yeah, And so whenever you're doing those scenes, they always say, hey, yeah, run and fire behind you, but but don't run 100%. Run like right. <laughs> 70% of what you would really run. So you're like, because they can't keep up with you because they're pushing a dolly. Correct. So you're like, okay, if I run 70%, I'm going to look like I'm just sort of loping along. I don't know. It's just, yeah. <laughs> It was bad. It looked, and then yeah, it and looked, I had to shoot and then I had to yeah. duck because somehow out of the back of my, the, the eyes in the back of my head, somehow I knew the guy behind me was about to fire. I mean, it was like, it was so choreographed. Yeah. Like I shoot, you shoot, I shoot again. Yeah. And, and I run like a lope. Yeah. It was not, it was not my it favorite. It was very, no, it was very Broadway musical like. Thank way, you. To me. I, yeah. I felt like I should have been like jazz hands or something. Jazz hands. Yes. And then you get shot in the back and you go down. And that's I died too, though. But you do die. I, I, yes. Yes. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't know that I died in this episode. Everybody dies. And you hours. Die. You die. Hours. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like an episode of Oprah, right? You die and then you die. You get <laughs> a death. Everybody gets a car. You get a death. You get a death. Yes. <laughs> right. And you, when you died, that was mere hours after my death. Or maybe just minutes after my I know. death. Really. There's a lot of death. Joined me. Episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Vadines were badasses. They were pretty cool. They were. Are you at the mess hall? Uh, sorry, you at the uh, sick bay scene where um, I come in yeah, the baby yet? I am. I am, and i I was very, okay. I was very moved. I mean, it was, uh, it was very, it was very moving. It really was. Rebecca was like, "I'm tearing up. This is really emotional," and uh, I love the. I doc- didn't like my no. I didn't like my no. When I came up upon, uh, yeah. came up upon the little incubator thing, and the baby's gone, and I went, yeah. "No!" I did kind of, and I kept thinking, "Why would I be that loud? I'm gonna like, give away my position. I, I should have been more internal. I think I should have went, no, 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 no. It should have been a silent or or whispered no. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. the Vidians are everywhere, right? So, yeah. but then again, I, I guess Harry's caught up in the moment because his mission has failed in his mind, right? He's like, yeah. dang it, I came here to get the baby. The baby's already gone, you know? Yeah. So maybe that's why I, I had the bigger no. You uh, probably also had a bigger no because you had just fired a phaser at a Vidian, jump rolled and fired another phaser. Um, I mean, I don't know that you had to jump roll. I felt like you were being I, a little flashy with your. I chose to do that. You know that, right? No, I didn't. You don't know, know that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so what happened? Funny. No, this is what happened. No, this what happened was David Livingston said he was like, "Okay, we're gonna block this scene. Okay, Garrett, you come in through the door. You're gonna shoot this one Vidian, and then just turn and shoot this other guy." I'm like, "Wait a minute, 
that other guy is going to see me shooting the first Vidian. He's going to do something and shoot at me. Why don't I jazz this up a little bit by kind of dodging it and doing a front roll? And in, in actuality, they were supposed to make that effect so that as I'm front rolling, that's how I dodge the phaser fire. But instead, they made it so that the Vidian missed me kind of high. You see right. what I'm saying? And yeah, then yeah. I front roll. But the front roll is supposed to happen as a way of dodging the, the Vidian fire. So oh, was, that would have been better. The visual effects, yeah. So visual effects sort of screwed up um, on that. And so when I said, let me just kind of zhuzh it up, um, David says, well, what do you have in mind? I said, I'm going to front roll. I'm going to, I said, no, I didn't say zhuzh. I said, let me Jackie Chan this is what I said to him. <laughs> I said, let me Jackie Chan this scene. And he said, okay. So I showed him in rehearsal. He goes, great, let's do that. And so that's how that came in. Oh, there. Wow. And if you think I was showing off a little bit, well, Oops. yes, indeed I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, I liked like, it. I think. It, oh, it was, I thought it was great. I felt like last week when I did my own stunts and bounced off a bed and rolled on the ground. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Tom Paris last week did a little roll, and now look at look at Harry Kim doing his. See. Yeah. It was I'm good. Following you. Good. Um, what did you say? Rebecca said about that scene. You said something about. Uh, she was very emotional when yeah the, all you know the. Yeah, all of it. The the whole ending yeah. sequence. It was very well, yeah was very because emotional. If you think about it, these are the characters that all the fans have grown to love over over the two seasons. And now we have a scene where the Vidians are boarding the ship and every single series regular is being killed. Yeah. Harvested, right? I mean, it's yeah. very emotional. So it's it's sort of like, oh my God, you know? But I just love the ending scene when they end up on the bridge and both Chakotay and Janeway are just calm as calm can be you know yeah. and she just stands up and she's like and they look over they see the self-destruct oh. yeah 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 that was cool it was a good explosion too it would have been cool to see janeway say something a little bit more snarky you know it was like like welcome to the bridge mofos like that or like, time yeah. to die or something like that but she didn't she was right she was classy for that. she was very classy <laughs> she was also very classy at the very end the last line of the episode when she says the wise, wise words to Harry Kim. She says, Harry, we're Starfleet officers. Weird is Weird. part of the job. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny. That was her it last, is. yeah, her last it is. words of wisdom. Which throws into my theme for this episode. Oh, yeah. Weird is part of the job. Weird and is part of the job. I feel like we should have some merchandising that has weird as part of the job. We are Starfleet officers. I agree. Officers. I, think that's I thought the same thing. Yeah. So my theme really is is sort of uh, we're just part of the job, but also to expect the unexpected, mm. because as you watch this episode, the thought process is Voyager two, damaged Voyager is going to be the self destruct Voyager, but they yet don't become the self destruct. They're the ones that survive. It's the totally pristine Voyager that has to. Mm enter the self-destruct sequence so that, you know, you never know which way life is going to turn. So always expect the unexpected so mm. that you're not surprised. So that's, that is the theme that I got. If you have another one, please chime in on that. Yeah. My theme was more about sort of like um, that there's, there's really only, it comes back to kind of your, your um, question to me early on of, you know, which is the real Voyager, which is the copy. I never felt, I felt like the theme of this episode was there is only one true version of who you are. 
and mm. it, it doesn't die. It doesn't, it can't be copied. It can't, there's only one, like there is a, a essential truth that always will be there, no matter what, living okay. or dead or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, after we're long gone, there is still an essential truth about who we are. Mm. And there, there's only one true you, I guess, is really, mm. um, there's only one true version of all of us in the episode, all the characters in the episode. Okay. Um, that was sort of my takeaway. That was my theme there. Um, Good. Yeah, great. Well, I like I said, I really loved, I love this episode. It's one of my favorites we've, we've watched so far. And I got to say, I did not remember a thing about it. <laughs> so we watched it and then so much came pouring back, but it was really fun to watch. And I'm glad yeah. that, uh, that Harry one decided to come join the, uh, the Voyager two gang. <laughs> and uh yeah it was great it was really great thumbs up thumbs up give it a thumbs big up. thumbs up okay thanks guys for tuning in for this week and join us next week when we review the episode innocence innocence next week see you then Bye.